notes, notice my weird intonation in any of the other podcasts. <laughs> Listening back to them is something that I realised. <laughs> so, nope, carrying on. Um, I've still not had any feedback, guys. No one's, like, speaking to me. Who's actually listening? Uh, we'll carry on, though. <laughs> uh, as promised, I'm back with another podcast. Um, a lot sooner than I expected. Probably not as soon as you'd expected. Um couple of things have happened, you know, there's another hurricane inbound, uh, Hurricane Irma, after the most recent one that struck Houston, this one's just about hit the Caribbean islands or something, but does anyone else think that the weird weather anomalies are a, a coincidence, or that, you know, is it climate change, global warming, is it these anomalies coming out of nothing, or, as we were speaking to our Italian friend who's lived in Italy, uh, since he was about 19 and he's even described how abnormal he thinks the weather's been over the last few years I mean subsequently the year temperature temperature records seem to be broken uh, every year and they recently had really weird hailstorms like hailstones that were so strong it's dented his car I've seen the car when I went to Italy a couple of weeks ago and I was like there's some pretty bad hailstones over there um, another couple of things uh, I don't know if you remember doing the, the Ivory Trade podcast, the, well, one of the first ones that I did. I read an interesting article about the effects that the illegal ivory, a legal ivory trade could do to elephant populations. So it was suggested like illegal ivory trade could be a potential resolution for poaching. But a recent study in, it was in the science magazines, concluded that it wouldn't. There's simply not enough elephants um, and in terms of a business, it'd be like if a demand outweighed a supply. So there's just because of their slow uh, reproductive cycles, just simply not enough elephants to supply for this global um, demand for ivory. Because obviously they only produce two tusks and it takes forever to grow to massive sizes. So it just wouldn't work, uh, especially considering the population has decreased by like 95% over the last century. So yeah, I was thinking about what to do the main item of this podcast on and I decided after the last podcast, the recap one that I did, uh, I'd do a little item on the leukaemia treatment that I talked about because that came up in BBC News and I thought, oh, it must be must be pretty big. So I've done a bit of research, I've had a look and this it's this breaking gene therapy leukaemia treatment developed by a company called Novartis and the treatment's called Kimriya, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, K-Y-M-R-I-A-H, and it involves retraining the body's natural immune T-cells to target and combat cancerous cells. So this is groundbreaking technology, and it's become apparent that around 90% of the treated patients went into remission, so that means that there's no further treatment necessary, um, and there's no apparent spread of the cancer. So... Uh, leukemia which is also known as blood cancer is the cancer of the blood cells and it causes the overproduction of white blood cells which are the ones that are required to fight the infections in the body so it causes this overproduction and the increased density of these white blood cells in the bloodstream can disrupt regular healthy function including like red blood cell production which can cause anemia you know the um, thinning of the blood and what have you so around 10,000 people are diagnosed with leukemia in the UK alone. Uh, about 3,000, 4,000 young people under the age of 21 in the US. So it was finding this novel treatment 
it's going to save a lot of lives if it works. So hearing about this new therapy that's been released is very promising. So as I mentioned in the last podcast, this has been approved by the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Administration in the USA. And it is the first gene therapy to be approved by them. Now, obviously, it's pretty groundbreaking. It's been very expensive in terms of research. So it is going to cost about $475,000 for the treatment. And the treatment works or begins with removal of the patient's T-cells, which are your natural immune killer cells, and they're removed from your blood. They're then modified to contain this chimeric antigen receptor, and this will direct the T-cells towards these leukemia cells that are attacking the body, Uh, and then it will be transfused back into the patient's blood. So you'll have these T-cells genetically modified they've got this antigen receptor which will actively like seek these leukemia cells which have the antigen on their surface it'll bind um, and the T cells can help well it more efficiently recognize these leukemia cells and target them and then destroy them so it's very promising for uh, particularly people that have a specific type of leukemia like lymph or um, is a specific type of leukemia essentially it can help with the targeting of these specific cells uh, and in trial periods in the USA around 83% of these 63 young patients which are I believe under the age of 21 so 83% of them went into remission and it's a cancer that can kill months like within months of diagnosis And they all went into remission. So it's an incredible outlook. But it's been described by Dr. Alan Worsley, who works at Cancer Research UK, as baby steps in the fight against cancer. So one of the main, like you call it, issues that's being raised by this is um, when the name of the leukemia that it's specifically treating is lymphoblastic, B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which I couldn't remember earlier. Um, and because they're charging this four hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars, um, obviously to me, uh, the untrained medic, this seems like quite an expensive treatment. Although saying that to treat something that is potentially going to kill you anyway, I mean, can you add a price to it? Um, but it was expected to be a lot higher. I mean, Wall Street published. Um, possible or projections of the price up to about seven hundred thousand dollars so Novartis have come out and claim that they've restrained this price down to four hundred seventy five thousand is is that like cheap or a lot a lot of people don't think it's as cheap as it should be I mean they've gone off the back of US taxpayers to fund this treatment so couldn't it be lower and this treatment's only offered to uh, patients that have this B-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia um, who that had a cancer that's come back after previous treatment or has resisted treatment altogether. So it's offered to those who have no other treatment to turn to. And there's a lot of things that you have to read into when you get this treatment. So the fine print uh, and the sticker of the 475000 doesn't include the hospital expenses that are going to come 
um, when the Novartis company collects your T cells for the re-engineering. Um, this is only for the package that you get with your engineered T cells in. Um, so you you have to obviously in America they don't have the NHS they have to pay for their healthcare. So we're lucky enough to have this healthcare system. Obviously we don't have this drug yet, but they'd have to pay for all these administrative costs in the hospital. Um, so it's no one's going to argue that it's four hundred seventy five thousand isn't high. It's just a. Uh, could it be lower? Having said that, Novartis are offering this pay for performance deal, so they won't collect payment payments off the patients if they don't respond within a month. Um, this is a bit wishy washy because with cancer treatment, typically a lot of patients will respond short term, so they're likely to appear to be going into remission within the first month if. Uh, some treatment is supplied, but then it's not taken into account that this cancer could form a mutation whereby this an this chimeric antigen receptor that's been placed on the T cells no longer recognises the new antigen on the surface of the, the cancer cell, and then it could, uh, you know, become worse, and the cancer could come back and spread again. And if this month's gone already, and then the cancer comes back after this month, there. Uh, you know, can't go back to Novartis and say, oh, the cancer's come back after, what, two or three months. Um, clearly the treatment hasn't worked because if it did work in that first month, this pay for performance is just going to say, well, it, it worked for the first month, so we've collected payment, we can't give it back to you. So, you know, a bit wishy-washy, as I said. Uh, someone who isn't too happy with the price is... A bloke called David Mitchell, not the one from Peep Show, uh, a founder of Patients for Affordable Drugs, um, and he met with the Novartis management, and he's believes that the drug should be more affordable given that the taxpayers funded the early research, and he was, well, came away disappointed when he found that the it got the approval for the four hundred seventy five thousand price tag, and if you think about the scope of the number of patients they can treat if they're getting these, what is it, 600 patients per year coming in, then if they treat 100% of these this population successfully within the first month and this pay performance deal, then that accounts for about $300 million in annual sales. So that's still a lot of money. If they made it less, they're still making millions if they can treat them. So... I think it, a lot of it will come down to how successful it is in the long run. Um, you can't just offer this drug and hope that it treats people for a month. They're not going to look for that. It's not going to be um, efficient for you because as soon as people find out it might not work long term, they're not going to go to that solution. They're going to look for something else. It's just giving it's giving people a bit of hope. Um, and I hope, I hope myself that it does work. Um, and I'm hoping that it can become cheaper in the future because 10,000 people a year in the UK, I mean, that's, that's a lot of people and it could help bring light into gene therapy for other cancer treatments, uh, not just leukaemia. And I hope it can become a lot more widespread. Um, so yeah, 
Uh, this one's going up on Twitter, website, everything. I hope I've enlightened you about this. It's, I know it's happened in the USA, um, and you're probably listening to this from the UK, or you might not be. But yeah, it's uh, cropped up in the news, so I thought I'd cover it. I thought it was quite interesting. I thought, you know, revolutionary. I uh, didn't know what else to do it on, so this cropped up and thought, perfect, I'll do a little podcast on this. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, fingers crossed I've not got anything wrong or given you false information. I have gone off reliable sources for this. So I hope you know more now about Novartis and their new drug, Kim Raya and its effects on current US of A and hit me up if you've got any information about hurricanes or what you think about what's going on in the world, North Korea, I'm not going to go into that, it's ridiculous, shooting missiles all over the shop. Um, so yeah, get in touch, tweet me, I'm going to try and get this one up today, which is on the 6th. So yeah, hopefully it's up tonight. Um, And I'll try and get another one out as soon as I can. So thanks for listening.